Welcome to episode three of the Champs and Chums podcast. I'm Anthony. And I'm Ashton. Father, son, fun talk on sports, life, and friendship. Coming up on episode three, can the Raptors 905 bounce back to championship form? Father and son go hoop with their hot takes. Is Bianca Andreescu ready to serve as the number one tennis player in the world? We'll charge the net with our big predictions. How many animal-inspired sports teams can you name? Study hard and get ready for our father-son showdown. And we'll head for home on episode three with our special segments, All Pro Go, a Did You Know Sports Spotlight, and Champs and Chums, personal salutes to our stars on and off the field. That's all coming up on episode three of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. Welcome back to Champs and Chums, episode three. Uh, we're so glad you're back listening to the program. Um, Ashton, uh, we're here. It's episode three, but uh, reflecting back on a great debut for the Champs and Chums podcast, we're back here in the city of Brampton's wonderful podcast studio. And we want to thank all the listeners, all the subscribers, all the fans. It's been a really wonderful debut. And uh, how do you feel, Ashton, about this debut of the Champs and Chums podcast. I need one thing to say. And thank you to all the staff for letting us do this at this library. Well, that's very nice of you to say. Thank you to all the staff. We're joined here in episode three by the Power Girls, Uncle Dennis behind the glass. And uh, boy, oh boy, um, again, it's been a great debut. But what was the best thing that you learned about debuting the podcast before? What was the best thing you learned? that if you can make a podcast you can really make lots of subscribers yeah and stuff like like um you can get some famous people following you like well you know that's great having the subscribers and that's um just to me it's the icing on the cake but you know what i really enjoyed doing the most is building this with you, creating this with you. Um, Tell the listeners at home the work it takes actually to put together a podcast. Tell them. I don't really know much, but um, it's really hard work. Well, it sure is. You got to prepare for success, right? You got to put together a script. You got to consider you and I talked about the themes you wanted to do, right? You'll be sweating after the podcast. Yes, yeah, that's Trust right. We're me. putting in a lot of work for sure. But um, let's reflect on a couple sports headlines, right? The Raptors debuted and they had that wonderful ring ceremony. What did you think of that? Tell the listeners. Well, it was nice, but uh, unfortunately, Drake was not there. So. Um, Chubby was at the game, right? Chubby? Uh, yeah, Chubby, I presume, was there. But uh, what was quite chubby was those sparkling bling that was on the fingers of the players, eh? Uh, Can what I do you just think tell that? you something? Sure. There was this ring at Real Sports. It was $20, but it really looked real. It sure did. You know what? But I couldn't get it. You couldn't get it. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. They were sold out. You know, one of the things I remember the most from that uh, Raptors ring ceremony 
is that when Kyle Lowry stepped onto the court, he said he wanted to count down from five. And that meant something to me, uh, listeners at home. And I wonder if it meant something to you. Why did he actually want to count down from five? Why did he want to count down from five? Uh, because he wanted to keep it a surprise. I actually think he wanted to count down from five because it takes five players on the basketball court to do oh, big yeah, things. Oh, yeah, because they can only have five players on the court. That's right. And if you think back of that wonderful run, we talked about it on episode two. It was magical, but it, it took everybody pulling together as a team, and five players make a team. So Mr. Lowry, now with a new contract, actually, as well as our man Spicy P, P-Skills, uh, 43, he um, was another great member of the team, right? But let's shift from the Raptors to the Raptors 905. This is round one. Sports. This well, We're actually going to talk about Raptors 905 in round one oh. of our father-son free-for-all. We're going to talk, and the question for the listeners is, can the Raptors 905 bounce back to championship form? Okay. So what do you think, Ashton? Absolutely. This is a podcast. You can talk. For Don't sure. hate me, people. I didn't even know we were going to talk about Raptors 905. Okay. Well, I actually think Raptors 905 is lots of fun because you and I, not in, in a very short order, actually, are actually going to be going to check out the season opener against the Grand Rapids Drive. Tell the listeners at, at home, what do you experience at the Raptors 905? Food, drinks, and, like, players, like, they can... Pass you the ball if they're like practicing or pregame or like at the end of the quarter when they're practicing. Like, who is it? Kabongo? Mick Kabongo last season, actually. Yeah. The Power Girls actually were at that game with us there. But it's such a great experience. So we encourage the listeners, if you haven't been out to a Raptors 905 game at the Paramount 5 Fine Food Center in Mississauga, you should check it out, right? Yep. Now, why should they check it out? Because there's like, if if you've been to a hockey game, it's like that. But but can I tell them something about a hockey court and a basketball court? You tell the listeners at at, at home. Yeah. So when they make a hockey court, um, it's actually still Scotiabank Arena, but um, they actually there's 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 ice under, so yep. they take the the um, basketball part off and then there's ice yep there's a big and then big when production they're playing and then when they're playing basketball they put the tiles on top of the ice that's right that's right now let's get back to the topic of conversation for our father-son free-for-all can the raptors 905 bounce back to championship form and the reason why we're saying this because it was only a short time ago in the 2016 season, Jerry Stackhouse at the helm of the Raptors 905, they beat Rio Grande to win their first ever title. So the question is, can they bounce back? I mean, where, who are some of the players that the listeners at home have to watch in order for them to get back into the conversation, Ashton? You know who I think they, the number one player they should watch? Who's that, Ashton? Tyler Ennis. Oh, that's a good one. Tyler Ennis, going to be playing for the Raptors 905. He's a former first-round pick from the Phoenix Suns. So Tyler Ennis 
is on the Raptors 905 this year. He played last year in the Turkish uh, Super League. Has, uh, you know, been a bit injury-riddled over his career, but maybe this is the opportunity. He's coming back to Canada, coming back to his home. He was such a star at Syracuse University. Maybe he's actually going to uh, take it far in the 905, and who knows? He might get an opportunity to play with the big club. Who else actually on the Raptors 905, Ashton? Can I just tell the whole... Absolutely, um, keep going. You know, do you know that... If you see a picture of Tyler Ennis, he'll look like Van Bleet, for sure. Yeah, he could actually be a doppelganger for uh, Freddie Van Vliet, for sure. Maybe he's actually his cousin, too. He very well might be his cousin. I don't know. Uh, well, you've taken a, a, a real, uh, a real uh, interest in Tyler Ennis and Freddie Van Vliet. Freddie Van Vliet, just so you knew, he actually was a member of that winning team on 2016-17 when the 905 hoisted the big trophy, as well as uh, Pascal Siakam, as well. And um, uh, there was one other player that uh, I'm, I'm thinking about right now that's I, I can't think of, but it'll come back to me. So what is it going to take, Ashton, Raptors 905, to bounce back into championship form? What's it going to take? Well, you do, you know. What's it going to take? Some grit, determination, Coach yeah, determination. Jamma. Determination. Coach Jamma, who took over the club in, uh, I think it was in 2018. Uh, he's looking for more. Um, I say his name. By the way, that name of the player that I was looking for was Norman Powell. Norman Powell was part oh, of that 905 yeah, I remember. team. And he's with the Raptors right now. Okay, very good. Um, so we hope that the Raptors 905 can bounce back to championship form. But let's move the conversation, Ashton, from the hard court of basketball to the clay courts, the grass courts of tennis. And um, the question is, for father-son free-for-all round two, is Bianca Andreescu ready to serve as the number one tennis player in the world? And I got to tell you, the listeners at home, and you know this too, Ashton, I've got a really big spot in my heart for tennis in Canada because I, at one point over my professional career, uh, had the great privilege to work for Tennis Canada for six years as director of communications. A great team there, um, great experience, a great profile from it. And, you know, that's the reason why for tennis in Canada is when you have a big performer can get on such a big international stage and do such amazing things. This meant most for the sport of tennis and meant most for Bibi. That's her nickname, right? Yeah, Bibi. I mean, how many sports athletes actually you think of MJ, you think of Wayne, you think of Mario, you think of Pele, but now you can actually, when you say Bibi, you know who it is. And um, why do you think she can become, Ashton, the number one tennis player in the world? She's ranked number four now in the world but what's what's what why is she going to become number one well you know that shot when serena was like right here right here they were hitting it oh she has got an amazing game she's got power she can she got finesse to her game so many uh um you know legendary players have been so complimentary uh, names like martina navratilova um have been so complimentary of bb's game but why do you think she will be the number one tennis player in the world? What does she have? 
Um, she has um, she has faith in herself. She has big faith in herself. You know, her mental toughness, and you could see that as she won um, Indian Wells, uh, one of the top tournaments uh, on tour. She then moved on to uh, win the Rogers Cup. Um, you're right, that faith, that mental toughness. And boy, oh boy, did we see that come to the fore on the big stage of a Grand Slam, the U.S. Open, Flushing Meadows, um, Saturday, Saturday against uh, the powerhouse Serena Williams. I mean, uh, she showed some of that, didn't she? Yep. Okay, and what else did she show? What also makes her um, big time for, for a number one tennis player ranking? Well, what makes her big time is she really knows how to serve, and it says um, she plays right-handed. Yeah, she's a right-hander. Uh, she's from Mississauga, Ontario, in Peel region, where we are uh, broadcasting this, uh, this show. Um, but we definitely hope that Bianca, because she's got such a great game, she's got such a great spirit, determination, she's a hard worker. All of these are really big, big uh, components to being a high performer. So we really uh, wish Bianca Andrescu, who had to bow out of the WTA finals in China just earlier this week because of a meniscus injury. But you know, one what? of the things I'm... Go ahead, Ashton. What does meniscus mean? You know what? It's a, it's a, a ligament in the knee and a, sort of a sporting uh, connection as well too years ago when your dad used to play in the soccer fields i actually had a meniscus injury uh and then um, had to repair it and had some other things going on too but she's more of a high performer she's going to get herself better and we're looking forward to a 2020 that's going to be very successful on court for bianca andrescu okay let's um turn the page to the round three of the father-son free-for-all. And you know what? We're going to thank mom for this one because, uh, Ashton, uh, you're, you love animals. What's your favorite animal? Um, a python. A python. Wow, that's pretty ferocious. Excellent, excellent. Um, so this, this segment for our father-son free-for-all is... We're going to talk about in order. We're going to give the bronze, silver, gold medal for animal-inspired sports teams. So my chum Ashton, you go first with your bronze medal, animal-inspired sports teams. Take it away. The, my first pick is the Buffalo Bisons. You got it. The Buffalo Bisons of the... Uh, a minor league baseball team in the International League, the AAA affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. You've been to a Bisons game. Tell the listeners at home what they can experience there. So you can experience Superhero Night. You can experience um, Blue Jays Night too, uh, where you get your hat signed or your jersey signed. Uh, if you bring an extra run, I would say, because you don't want to get... Yours dirty with the Sharpie at the back. Oh, you got it, Ashton, for sure, for sure. So that's your bronze medal, animal-inspired sports teams, the Buffalo Bisons. Now tell the listeners at home, what is a bison? The North American bison or buffalo is the largest land animal in North America. A bison can stand to meter, meters high and weigh 
Way more than a ton. Way more than a ton. Wow, that's massive, I tell you. So that's your bronze medal. Here's my bronze medal for animal-inspired sports teams. It is the Durham Bulls, who also are a minor league baseball team that plays in the International League. The Durham Bulls, very famous for that famous sports movie, Bull Durham. But a little-known fact, do you know one of the greatest basketball players of Michael all time? Jordan? You got it. Michael Jordan had played a short stint in baseball for the uh, for the Durham Bulls. Good stuff. Now, what's your silver medal for animal-inspired sports teams? The Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks. He, and w tell them, tell the listeners at home, the Atlanta Hawks, um, obviously an NBA team, probably yeah. one of the greatest dunkers of all time was on the Atlanta Hawks. Do you know who that is? Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins. Now tell the listeners at home what is a hawk? A hawk is a bird of prey with broad rounded wings and a long tail typically taking prey by surprise with a short chase. Wow that sounds like a really ferocious animal. Let's move on to my silver medal. And this is a shout out to one of my longtime chums, John Lashaway. My silver medal goes to the Hamilton Honey Badgers. That's right, Ashton. The Hamilton Honey Badgers, uh, they had their inaugural season in the Canadian Elite Basketball lead in, League. In fact, they made the finals. They played the Saskatchewan Rattlers. Uh, they were a finalist in their first year. But they lost. They did lose, but I got to tell you, with John... Uh, my my longtime chum John Lashway at the helm as president of the Honey Badgers, they're gonna. Uh, I think they got a great chance to raise the trophy in 2020. What do you say? Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. All right, and then so the listeners at at home know that under the animal inspired sports teams, this silver medalist, the Honey Badger inhabits inhabits the wooden regions wooded regions of Africa and South Asia. It has a massive body, strong claws, and a thick coat that is paler on the back, and it feeds on honey and small animals. So that is my silver medal goes to the Hamilton Honey Badgers. Now, Ashton, for your gold medal. My gold medal goes to the Toronto Raptors. How did I not guess that one? The Toronto Raptors, one of your favorite teams, playing the, the, the reigning champions in the NBA. So tell the listeners at home they what is... They usually say reigning defending champions. Reigning defending champions, however you want to call it. They got the Larry O.B. They're hugging it. They're going to defend that this season, we know. Now tell the listeners at home, what is a raptor? A raptor is a bird of prey, a large, strong bird that feeds on smaller animals. Raptors are equipped, yeah. equipped with sharp talent. Yep, sharp talons, yep. And and beaks for hunting. You got it. There's your gold medal for animal-inspired sports teams. And I will uh, end this segment with my gold medal. Stepping up to the podium, and for all you hockey fans out there, uh, this one's legendary. It is the Hartford Whalers. That's right. The Hartford Whalers were a former, former NHL team. In, in fact... They played in the World Hockey Association from 1972 until 1979, and then they actually played from 1979 to 1997 in the Hartford, Hartford Whalers. Yes, Ashton? Okay, very good. 
And then so um, the Hartford Whalers had some great players. They had in goal, they had Mike Liute. They had, um, uh, well, actually a, a chum from the Maple Leafs, a player there. Nick Kiprios played with the uh, Hartford Whalers. And Blaine Stoughton, John Cullen, uh, Jeff O'Neill, actually, who's now on overdrive. He played for the Hartford Whalers at, at one point as well. And to uh, wrap this in a bow, our animal-inspired sports teams, Wales are, yes, Ashton. Overdrive with Hayes, Noodles, and the O-Dogs. Wow, jeez, okay. That's another uh, great show there, Ashton. we got a ways to go before we uh, take on those, uh, those three. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're all pro, that's for sure. But uh, coming back to put a wrap in this, uh, whales are very large mammals that live in the sea. Uh, any of the larger uh, mammals, excluding dolphins, porpoises, and narwhals. They have flippers, a streamlined body, and a horizontally flattened tail, and they bleed through, breathe through a blowhole on the top of their head. That is a whale, and that concludes our, our animal-inspired sports teams. And Ashton, you are going to take us to break on episode three. Ashton, take it away. This ends our father-son free-for-all segments. More father-son fun talk coming up. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums, episode three. It is now time for our All Pro Go segment. And this is our Did You Know Sports Spotlight, where Ashton is going to take the uh, listeners through a spotlight sport. And today, Ashton, what's the spotlight sport? Swimming. All right, it's going to be swimming. So I'm going to turn it over now to my chum, Ashton, for the All Pro Go segment. Ashton, take it away on swimming. The world record for holding breathe, for breathing holding is 24 minutes and 3 seconds, which is currently held by Spanish free... Free diver, yep. Alex Segura, you got it. Alex Segura. All right, on to the next one. There's enough water, water in Olympic-sized pools that can take nine, nine. What's this? Ninety-four hundred bass. Ninety-four hundred bass. Olympics pools hold six thousand. Six hundred and sixty thousand gallons of water, where bathtubs can only hold. 70 gallons. That's a lot of bass. Sure is. Swimmers can flex their toes on to the ground. The oldest stroke is the, the breaststroke. I didn't know that. So the uh, on All Pro Go, we're saying that the oldest stroke is the breaststroke. Wow. Keep going, Ashton, on our spotlight on swimming. The, the, bra- the breaststroke goes back to the Stone Ages. But it was until 1904 when it swam competitively at the Olympics. You know what? Actually, for the All-Pro Go, you can just read the ones that are bolded for for yourself there. Oh, but I want to read the whole thing. Sure, go right ahead then. Okay. The youngest age recorded for an international competitive swimmer, 10 years old. 10 years old? Wow. 
and first swimming goggles was during the 14th century in Persia. It wasn't until the 1930s when rubber goggles were created. So you're saying that, uh, did you know, is that the first swimming goggles were made from tortoise shells? Wow, I didn't know that. Okay, next one, Ashton. Swimmers use every major, major muscle in their major body. muscle in their bodies. Did you know swimming is one of the most intense sports out there? The reason it is because swimming is a full body exercise. You name the muscle swimming probably uses it. Now we're going to talk a little athlete spotlight on uh, All Pro Go. You're going to talk about Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, born, he's born on June 30th, 1985. An is an American retired competitive swimmer and the most successful and most decorated Olympian of all time. With the total of 28 medals. 28 Olympic medals. Michael Phelps. Wow. Phelps also hold the all-time records for Olympic gold medals, 23 Olympic gold medals in individual events, and 13 Olympic medals in, in, in individual events. Yeah. Individual events. And we're going to end our All Pro Go segment talking about um, a young girl who was a, another high performer who just charmed the nation back in the 2016 Summer Olympics. What's her name, Ashton? Penny Oleksiak. You got it. She's a Canadian competitive swimmer who specializes in freestyle and butterfly events. And um, here's a, a fact that you can read to the listeners at home here. She became, what did she become? A competitive swimmer who... She became the first Canadian, there you go. To win four medals in the same summer games and the country's youngest Olympian champion. You got it. Well, there you go. That is our All Pro Go segment on episode three. And you're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Welcome back to Champs and Chums, episode three. And Ashton, it's now time for our signature dish, right? This is kind of what it's all about. Sports, life, and friendship. Champs and Chums. And in, in typical father-son form, in typical high-performer athlete form, we're going to save our extra best for last. This is the Champs and Chums segment. It's our personal salute to stars on and off the field. And uh, Ashton, you're gonna kick it off with your champ for episode three. Take it away, my friend. My champ is John Tavares. He was born September 20th, 1990. Is a Canadian professional hockey player. A center currently, captain for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was selected first overall by the New York Islanders in the 2009 NHL entry draft. 
where he spent nine seasons and served as captain for five seasons. Canada Day 2018, Tavares came one of the biggest free agent signs in the NHL history. When he signed a seven-year, $77 million contract with his hometown Toronto Maple Leafs. Tavares wears the number 91 as it represents the 91 goals he scored in the GTHL. While playing in the Tavares wears, oh wait, wait, um, playing with the Toronto Marlboros. That's right, he played with the Toronto Marlboros and he wore, he still wears 91. In fact, the listeners at home, you can't see it, but uh, Ashton's wearing the Johnny Toronto, the uh, nice t-shirt, John Tavares, went to your first Leaf game. How was that, no, uh, Sam, Ashton? You Sam, went to your first Leaf game at Scotiabank Arena. How was that? It was really fun. So we won, um, was it 4-1? The Leafs won 4-1. So you're allowed back in the building as well, San too, Jose right? San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks. Well, that's great. So that's Ashton's uh, champ for Episode 3, Johnny Toronto, the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, John Tavares. Now, Ashton, your chum. Your chum for Episode 3. Who is your chum? My chum is Jordan. Totten. She just turned eight years old on October 26th. She lives in Brampton. Yeah, that's Why great. And she's actually in grade three. That's right. Yeah. Why'd you put grade two? Well, sometimes dad's a little slip on the uh, paper there, but let's talk about George. So why is Jordan your chum? Because I've been to a Blue Jays game with her, park with her, Brampton Beast game. Hockey game, well, that's the same as Brampton yeah. game. Yeah, wow. And dinners and barbecue. Oh, wow. So you've done a lot of fun things with Jordan. And how did you meet Jordan, your chum I of episode her, three? I met her when it was, I met her at Roundtree. It was another Roundtree in 2013 when we were 14 months old. Wow. So you guys have known each other for a long time. So that's great. Uh, Ashton's chum of episode three is Jordan, and you've got uh, another fun event planned with your chum Jordan coming up in a few weeks. What's that? Oh, uh, so I'm, um, it's really fun. So I'm going to the Santa Claus parade with her. Amazing. Santa and all. So we'll say hello to Jordan, who uh, we know who's listening. She, she's listening, which is great. And say hi to uh, her parents, Mrs. Bacchus and uh, Mr. Totten, uh, Amanda and Dave, and uh, that's great. So that's your uh, champs and chums for episode three. Now let's turn it over to Dad, who's going to take you through my champ for episode three. And I'm going to keep it into the, the tennis family, keep it on the courts, the grass courts, the clay courts, the hard courts, because my champ for episode three is Daniel Nestor. Daniel Nestor um a canadian tennis legend i would say arguably one of the greatest canadian athletes that have actually played in sports and um i had the great privilege of uh, playing with uh, playing with daniel i wish i could say i was playing with daniel in doubles but i wasn't uh, i worked with him very closely and um he had probably one of the decor most decorated and legendary doubles careers uh, he won 91 career doubles titles 
He was an Olympian. He won uh, the Olympics with uh, Sebastian Leroux uh, in doubles in 2000. He uh, was recently inducted in the Canadian Tennis Hall of Fame. And uh, boy, oh boy, he's uh, Wimbledon. We're talking French Open, um, U.S. Open, and of course, uh, our Rogers Cup events. But uh, Daniel Nestor, despite the fact that Daniel Nestor, just so the listeners at home knows, is a hardcore Montreal Canadiens fan, Ashton, and he's a hardcore Pittsburgh Steelers fan, my champ for episode three is the chief, Daniel Nestor. Go ahead, Ashton, and my chum, my chum. You gonna share the chum of episode three? It's the Power Girls' mom. Oh, it's the Power Girls' mom. That's right. Segwaying now from my champ to my chum, uh, my chum for episode three is my sister Carolyn, Carolyn Bacchus. And I gotta say, there's a sporting connection to this because for those of you who know me, I mean, I've played uh, sports all my life, right? I've enjoyed sports all my life, but some people may not know that uh, those good genes that came in athletics also got passed on to my sister, Carolyn. I mean, she starred in volleyball, she starred in track and field, and she took that passion and commitment that an Alfred would show, and she showed it on the court. So, and then, of course, uh, our love and connection for sports continued, and she continued to support me as I continued to grow in the sports field, and then also having family sports fun, because uh, my sister Carolyn is a founding member of Family Fantasy Sports Leagues in hockey and baseball. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in future episodes, but Carolyn, I know you're listening. Uh, You've got incredible, you have what it takes to be a performer. You've got incredible grit, determination, you're relentless, you're kind, and you're a team player. And for that, that is why you are my chum on episode three of the Champs and Chums podcast. Good stuff. Well, we'll return for one more segment. You're listening to the Champs and Chums podcast. Well, Ashton, welcome back to Champs and Chums episode three. It's that time in the show where we have to say thank you and and goodbye to our listeners. It's been a lot of fun for sure. But Ashton, thinking about episode three, what was the biggest thing you learned today? As I always say in my, um, like in episode one and two, work harder, play harder, success. That's so simple and powerful from a seven-year-old. Work harder, play harder, and success. And we talked about great stories like Bianca. We talked about Raptors 905. We got our our champs like uh, Johnny Tavares and uh, Daniel Nestor. And uh, it's been such a great episode, but we want to say our thank yous. Uh, Right off the top, we want to thank the Power Girls and Uncle Dennis for helping us produce episode three of the Champs and Chums podcast. Thanks so much. They're waving uh, over there from the production glass. And uh, we also want to thank the City of Brampton, Ash. And how about some words for the City of Brampton from, from my chum? Thank you for this wonderful podcast studio. If we if we didn't have this podcast studio, we couldn't have done it without you, Brampton. You're right, uh, Brampton. What a great city uh, Brampton is, and we thank them for uh, having us into this wonderful podcast studio. And most of all, Ashton, we want to thank the listeners, the fans of Champs and Chums. 
uh, that's kind of at the heart of what we're trying to do sports life and friendship having a great conversation and sharing it with uh, some really great folks so wow we've been just overwhelmed by all the uh, great feedback that we've got and where can they find us Ashton? You got it on our social channels at Champs and Chums, and we're now subscribed on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. And you want to say something as well, too, Ashton? But not on social media yet. Not on social media. Well, we are. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter at Champs and Chums. But Ashton, so this concludes episode three. We're going to do our signature fist bump to end the show. And as we always say, cheers to champs, cheers to chums, and cheers to an all-star day. Thanks for listening. listening.